What is good? Welcome to Spiritville Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. We're going to talk about time today, specifically time blocking. This is something that I often walk clients through in some of our initial calls together. It's something that radically changes how they show up in the world. And it comes up frequently because time is one of our most valuable assets. And if we don't steward it well, we can get into some funky stuff and often create messes that take up our time (laughs) and that are harder to get out of and clean up than what we might anticipate. So stewardship, I know this isn't just a typical vocabulary word that we go around saying, but it really is the ability to take care of something. That's being a good steward, taking care of something. But that could be how you manage something, how you supervise something, how you lead something. Whatever is entrusted into your care, how you take care of that is stewardship. Okay, so we are also responsible to steward our time and something that I hear a lot. I actually go to many networking events and a lot of times when casual conversation is happening and you're asking, hey, how are you? What's going on? A lot of times what I'll hear is, I'm just so busy, just keeping busy, right? And I'm like, what does that even mean though, right? Or... I'm so busy or it's just been really busy. These are phrases and sayings that take us out of actually developing authentic relationships and taking responsibility and accountability for what we are giving our time to, right? Because if you actually are, think about it this way, if you actually are having and enjoying your life, then you might have some updates that don't just say that you're busy. Okay, so time blocking, if you can visualize this, a really great exercise, and I recommend screenshotting this episode or just pausing it and screenshotting it just so you can remember to come back and actually do this exercise. But a great thing to do is to draw a clock, okay? Literally the the 12 hours, draw the clock, okay? And on that clock, you're going to block out all of the time that is blocked in your life, okay? So literally from the hour you wake up until the hour your bed hits the pillow, you want to block out all of your time, okay? So even things like brushing teeth, eating breakfast, working out, lunch, (laughs) meeting with so-and-so, networking events, picking up the kids, making dinner, whatever those things are, you want to block them out and get as specific as possible around what hours of your day are blocked, okay? 
Now I will tell you, if you do this exercise honestly, you actually draw a clock in your notebook and you draw out all of the hours and you block them out, you can kind of color them in with different colors if that helps you. When you block out all that time, you can also write what's happening in those blocks. What you will see visually are time blocks that are not accounted for. Literally, you'll have these windows of time that you'll just sit there and be like, I don't even know what happened there. Like there's two hours that are totally unaccounted for and I don't even know where those went, okay? And if you dive a little bit deeper, sometimes those things are napping, Netflix, scrolling social media, driving, right? A lot of times you can start to see where you do actually have time, okay? So that is a very enlightening exercise. If you do that, you will see different things highlighted to you. This works for everybody, all right? Now, when it comes to time blocking, why this is important before I break it down is like I mentioned, time is one of our most valuable assets. And to whom much is given, much is required, right? So even with your time, we are given a lot of time. We're actually all given the same amount of time. <laughs> but much is required to actually manage that. And I want you to think of the much as intentional preparation, intentional thought, meaning intentional planning, right? Intentional scheduling. That is the much that is required, right? To just show up is one thing, but to actually have some intention and to invite God into what you're doing and to prepare the way for God to show up, this requires intention and planning, okay? So let me give you some context again before I walk you through this. This could also be a refresher for, for some, but really where the money's at is in the practice of something like this. I've actually been practicing this specific practice for, I would say, close to eight years now. I've been reinforcing this practice, so I've gotten really good at it. And what people will start to say is, how do you have the time? How do you have so much energy? How do you do all these things? You just have a capacity that other people don't have. This is partly how that happens, okay? It's from reinforced practices, all right? From a desire to steward well what I've been given and to also grow and evolve, not to just manage things, but to actually lead and grow, right? Because we're here to multiply, all right? We're here to be multipliers. So we're not really supposed to manage our time the way the world manages their time. So when you think about the world, the world really submits to a hustle culture and a hustle mindset. And do, 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 go, go, go. If you're not doing that, you miss the boat, right? But we're not designed to live that way, number one, and we're not designed to model our lives after that as well. So what we are designed to do, what we're called to do, is to seek God in everything we do, okay? Because if you miss this, what happens is you become, yes, a high achiever, a perfectionist, a doer, right? You can accomplish a lot, but what if God wasn't in any of that? And what if none of that was your purpose or what you were called to do? You would have achieved a lot, but God wasn't in it. Okay, which usually when God's not in it, there's a lot of hustle versus grace. 
there's a lot of effort and overwhelm and anxiety that usually works against your health and your well-being and relationships and just overall quality of life. Okay, you're not enjoying your life, but you definitely are working for it. <laughs> right? And there's a lot of burdens and responsibility that come with that that aren't necessarily yours to carry. Okay? So it's really important to seek God in everything that we do so that we can organize our time and plan wisely for the future. Okay? And that's partly why there's that scripture that says, she laughs without fear of the future. Okay? When you know that God has gone ahead of you, when you know that he's worked out every detail, you can self-coach yourself, right? Self-coaching. You can coach yourself out of those feelings of anxiety and overwhelm and remind yourself that God already has the plans. He already has the strategies. You just need to hook up, okay? So yes, there are time management apps and different things that you can download and, and you can work old school on a notepad or your calendar, but the point is you gotta find Experiment if you have to, but find what it is that works for you. And one of the best ways to do this is to pray about it or to ask other people for help that you know actually have strength and success and a track record of doing this well. And I bet you they are in your sphere of influence and they would be happy to help you and point you to their practices, their tools, and their resources, okay? Because time really is our most precious gift because we only have a set amount of it. All right, and we're meant to take care of our most important tasks first, our most important priorities first, and you are one of them. <laughs> so if you're not making yourself a priority, it's no wonder that that's also being reflected in your life. But we should pray for God to remove procrastination and any idleness from our lives, and we are to seek his will and partner with what he is doing. Get his strategies, get his wisdom, get his revelation for how he wants you to show up in these different environments and places that he's positioned you, okay? And continually meditate on scripture in your quiet time and allow God to direct your life, okay? So a lot of times when you're sitting and when you're studying scripture, different parts of the scripture and the word of God are being highlighted to you or you're getting these reminders and these insights, right? And then you can take that into your day wherever you're going. And that is how you focus. You don't focus on the world, but you focus on the word and, and applying that and practicing that in your life. And when you live with this eternal perspective, that will actually lead you into managing your time better and, and actually taking steps of obedience and following God's will. Okay, so every minute counts and we're not here to waste our time. So some really good quotes around this. One is by David Brainerd. He says, be careful to make a good improvement of precious time. So this is a practice. You can actually evolve in this and get better and better at managing your time. Okay, it can actually become a fun game for you if you want to look at it that way. Rick Warren is the one that says time is your most precious gift because you only have a set amount of it, right? We don't know how much time is promised us. So our, our role is to manage our time well and make every moment count. The, the scripture actually says, teach us to number our days because each day counts. Each day is a gift. Then Charles Spurgeon says, serve God by doing common actions in a heavenly spirit 
And then if your daily calling only leaves you cracks and crevices of time, fill them up with holy service. Okay. And what I've found in actually applying this quote to my life, it's very important. This is where God's vibes matter comes from. For me, it is a self check. What is my motive? What is driving me? Am I being driven by fear and overwhelm and anxiety and performance, right? And acting like an orphan? (laughs) Or am I in a place of rest in my inside, right? Am I in a place of confidence and trust and surrender and allowing God to flow? Am I walking by grace through faith in what I'm doing? right? Because that's a heavenly spirit and that is very different. So for example, when I am in hustle mode, okay, and that's just part of being human, but when I fall into that, right, what I'm recognizing is is I'm not in the right spirit. (laughs) I'm definitely not in the heavenly spirit. When I'm not in the right spirit, I don't have room for creative ideas and wisdom and discernment to flow. I don't have the same sort of ability or capacity to manage my emotions well and to feel and to process things, right? I might fall into some reactions that are not healthy, right? Or I might take some things into my heart that I wouldn't have before. I would have just shaken off the dust and kept it moving, right? But when I am in a place of hustling and going, I can really miss a lot of details, right? Because God really operates in all the subtleties of life, okay? So what does the word say, though? Ephesians 5 says, Be careful how you live. Do not be unwise, but wise, making the best use of your time because times are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Yikes. (laughs) This one for me is just a reminder to be praying into God. What is your will? Thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you that I have this fresh expectancy for partnering with you today and how you want to move mightily in and through me and all around me, right? Give me wisdom. Give me revelation that I might be fruitful that everything my hands touch will prosper, right? Like you can actually be praying into this. God, give me strength to to focus and to make the most of my time that I might be an asset wherever you've placed me. This can inform your prayer because God shows up strong through your weakness so you can always turn things around through prayer. Colossians 4 says, behave wisely towards outsiders making the best use of your time. So a way to interpret this is thinking about how many offenses or quarrels or uh, misunderstandings have you gotten into because you weren't making the best use of your time. Just saying. (laughs) Psalm 90 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Okay, this is really beautiful. God will guide you in how to steward your time well. James 1.5 is a reminder, if any of you lack wisdom, ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to you. So when you pray and when you ask for wisdom, that's not just like a begging type of prayer. Please, God, please. Like it's an expectation. Thank you, God, that you are and that it's going to flow through me when I need it most because I'm not leaning on my own understanding. I'm trusting in you. And I know you're good and I know that you will provide that for me. Your word says it. (laughs) 
and your reward doesn't return void. So I'm going to take it as it is, right? I'm not going to overcomplicate it. I'm going to make it very simple. Then it says in 2 Corinthians, so we do not focus on what is seen, but what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So this is an example of how we don't manage our time the way the world does. We focus on the eternal perspective. Ecclesiastes is a wonderful reminder. It's one that I really constantly use to (laughs) self-soothe, to to talk to myself, to coach myself, to comfort myself, to encourage myself. That is self-soothing. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, yet God has made everything, everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people not, cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. So this is a reminder that I can't see the whole picture. I see glimpses, but God has already worked it all out. And he's going to make it beautiful. That's the promise. So even if it's not beautiful now, that's what we're tracking with. Okay? So these, these are really, really important scriptures. They're so many, right? Another one I could tell you is do not boast about tomorrow for you don't know what tomorrow may bring. Proverbs 21, seven. So that's a reminder, maybe even for business owners, right? Don't get so high on your horse, right? That you can't humble yourself and know who really holds it all (laughs) in the palm of his hand, right? It's not you holding it all together. It's God. Okay. So it's really, really important. So, so important. Proverbs is a great place just to study in general. It says in Proverbs 21, the plans of the diligent, the plans of the diligent lead only to plenty, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty, right? So this is kind of the difference between intentional preparation and hustle, right? Because when you're hustling, you're not thinking clearly, you're just moving and on the go all the time, right? But when you are calm and at rest and clear and intentional, and do that consistently, you use your mind the way it's intended. You can manage and feel your emotions without getting overwhelmed and set back, right? You can actually build and keep building momentum forward, okay? Really important. All right, and then lastly, Proverbs 6. Consider the ant, you lazy bum. (laughs) Watch its ways and become wise. Although it has no overseer, officer, or ruler, in summertime, it stores its food supply. At harvest time, it gathers its food. So this is just an example of how you are to the the work ethic to develop your capacity. Proverbs 16, 9 also says a person plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So you get really, really good at planning and dreaming and creating with God when you give your time to God. That's when it becomes clear. And what I have found is when I give God even a little bit of my time, he always multiplies it back to me, right? I could have a full day laid out and have no idea how it's going to happen and be afraid or intimidated that I can't even make space for God in my calendar, right? Laughable, but we do this, right? And when I do just push through that and sit and spend time with God, even if it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, right? That time is multiplied back to me in hours. Like it doesn't even make sense. And somehow I'm not only able to do everything that was packed into my calendar, but I'm able to do more and actually enjoy what I'm doing, 
It's wild, okay? So here is how the time blocking works. Similar to the exercise that I gave you with drawing a clock and drawing all the hours and blocking out all your time, this is gonna be a similar thing. So the process is to literally do a brain dump or a list, <laughs> AKA a list of all of the things that have been on your mind and just taunting you, but you've just kept them inside and never wrote down, okay? You are going to brain dump all of these onto a piece of paper, whatever your jam is. If you are virtual, you can put it into a Word document, you can put it into a note if you're on a Mac, whatever you wanna do, but get it all out of your head. What do you gotta do to do this? Block time. <laughs> First step, block time to dump out everything, everything. Even if it's like, go to the car wash, go to the grocery store, pick up the laundry, whatever it is, right? Do a list, make a list of all of the things that have been on your mind that need to get done, that you're like, I don't have time to do them. All of those things, put them on a piece of paper. Cool. Now, the next step is to look at your calendar. This I find works well, you know, on any platform, to be honest with you. You can do it in a written planner. You can do it in a Google calendar. You can do it in an Outlook calendar. It works everywhere. But again, you need all of these things in one place. So pick a calendar or pick a system and stick with it. Because if you have too many going on, like if you have a calendar in every email address that you have, or if you have a Mac and a PC and you have different calendars on each computer, if you only use the written planner sometimes, you're gonna drop all the balls, okay? So it's important to have one spot that has all the things. And if you are a Google user with multiple calendars, you can actually add all of your calendars to one calendar and you can check in on and off. So fun things, but I recommend having them all in one place. So first step, Make a list, literally brain dump all of the things that you got to get done. Number two, pick your calendar. If it is a written planner, if it is Google, if it is Outlook, if it is someplace different, make sure that you have one calendar for all the things, okay? And combine calendars if you have to, but have one calendar that has all of the things. So for example, if you are a business owner or a consultant, you could have your personal We'll just rock with Google now, but you can do this again with any calendar. You can have your personal calendar, then you can add your consulting calendar and all your meetings, and then you can also add your volunteer schedule. You can add your networking schedule. You can add your time off and your vacation. You can add all of those to separate calendars and you can check on and off when they're on and when they're off. So it's all in one place. Highly recommend. Okay, now what you're gonna do, now that you have all the things listed and you have your calendar, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take all of those things and you're going to calendar them. You're going to literally block time for all of those things in your calendar. Obviously starting with the most important, okay? So if you did the exercise with drawing how all of your time was spent, you might get some revelation or some ahas like, whoa, 
Like something about midday happens and I don't even know what I get done there. Or when I get home from work, I like just check out and I don't do anything. Like what am I doing for like four or five hours? I have no idea, right? Or I wasn't sleeping here. What what actually was I doing, right? When you see where those windows are, you got a whole lot of time actually to pencil in these new things, okay? Or to click them in, <laughs> depending on what you're doing. So something else to keep in mind is I like to put buffer time around different things. So I was talking with a client the other day and she was like, I don't know how to do this or to to run this schedule anymore. It starts to feel so overwhelming because I just have back-to-back calls. I said, don't schedule back-to-back calls. Simple solution, but what I meant with that is, and what I instructed her, gave her some encouragement to do, was what I'm telling you. Put buffer time around all of your calls, okay? Meaning, have time at least 30 minutes before a call to prep for the call. What do I mean? Pray. (laughs) Review notes from the last call. Invite God into this call that he might give you the words to say and the grace to execute well. And to partner with him and what he wants to do in this person's life. You're a servant after all, right? So pray, prepare, get your notes out. Revisit any emails that this client might have sent you. What's come up in the past week or a couple weeks? Prepare. And then after that call, spend some time reflecting. How did that call go? Could anything have gone differently? Do you need to schedule a call for another time? Is an invoice due? Like what's happening? Actually create some time to reflect and close out that call properly. Okay, so that might look like you have two hours of time blocked on your calendar. Okay, this is just an example, right? So you can work with this however you want to. But having 30 minutes to prepare for a call, an hour call and 30 minutes to reflect or, or to really digest what happened and get set and scheduled for the next, right? So maybe you only have three or four calls a day versus six or seven, okay? Like just in this consulting example, if you are somebody that, that meets with clients virtually, this <laughs> will help you be so much more effective and also create an excellent customer experience, which if you're a consultant, that really is your intention, okay? So this is an example, but buffer time could also be time for you. So for example, for me, I'm the type of person that I lived in a lot of anxiety when I just was like chasing down my to-do list. It was not fancy. And I just did not actually then create space for me, myself. I didn't create space for relationships. I didn't create space for community. I didn't create space, period, right? Like I just blocked it with all of the things to do, okay? So what I found really helpful, and this has taken time, but creating buffer time for me personally. So for example, so that I don't wake up and dive right into my day and go, 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 right? Where's God in that? (laughs) I have challenged myself to get up 
earlier and block time that's quiet. Nobody's awake yet. I can have a warm drink. I can get out my Bible. I can journal. I can clear my head. I can get into gratitude and thanksgiving. I can set some intentions for the day. I can pray and intercede. I got space, okay? So maybe I block an hour for that because sometimes when you get into it, what I found is I need more than 30 minutes, right? Like I just want to stay there and I don't want to just like get away from that. So if you're somebody that needs more time, sometimes you do got to wake up for it, all right? So that's an example. I create time that is just for quiet, just to get me in the right state, just to commune with God, just to revive my heart, just to literally set the intentions for the day and feel rested and confident in what I'm going to step into. Okay, then maybe you're somebody that that needs to work out. Maybe you need to block a buffer of time for that too. Maybe that's an hour. Maybe it's an hour and 30 minutes. You can include shower time. Okay, so there you have it. You already have, let's say, just in case you go over and take more time, you need at least, let's say, three hours before you actually start your work day. With me? (laughs) So if you start your work day at 8 a.m., like literally you're on the clock for work, even if you're remote, if that is when you are assigned to show up, that is what you want to be available for. So if that's the case, in this example, you would need three hours before that start time for you and for taking care of you and preparing for the day. Okay. Now, obviously, if you have kids and different things going on, those time blocks might be different, but you get the idea. Okay. Now, same thing. You can put buffer time in between meetings and you can actually plan for it. So if you have to, if you are a creative professional, let's say that you need to make videos or you need to do a training, there's probably time where you need to like prepare and outline the training. Then there's the time to actually do the training. Then there's the time to actually test it, make sure everything went well, maybe schedule some emails or write out the emails, right? But you want to put all of that time for every single task into your calendar so that what happens is, is you're not procrastinating and constantly moving it back. It's actually blocked and you just follow the calendar. Like there's no overthinking, there's no drama. It's just scheduled there and you just show up and do it. Okay, so for people that that send out a lot of emails, right, sometimes just blocking time to literally draft the outlines of the emails is a huge thing to do. So there could be time to draft it. There could be time to like re-edit it. There could be time to have a test email go out, whatever it is. But there's a whole process that you can do versus just putting this thing on your calendar that you'd never get to and you keep procrastinating on it. Okay, so you can also, things that I put on there is I might plan for date nights in advance. There might literally be a time I would put it on my calendar that's like, look for fun things to do, right? Look for your next adventure, whatever it is, right? And then I'm going to intend to do that. So if I need to book something or block something, I'll block another time to actually do that. Or um, something silly that I'm doing. I'm hosting a posh picnic, which sounds so fun. It's basically a fancy picnic. I won this picnic as a gift. And I was like, well, how can I pay this forward? So this picnic that I won was for two people, but I was like, nah, I'm going to upgrade it and pay it forward and just invite some ladies to it. So this is an example. I blocked 
time to plan this picnic, <laughs> to coordinate the details of this picnic, to location scout for this picnic, to send all the invites to this picnic and get people locked into this, right? Like there was all of the details of this were planned into my life because I couldn't make that super complicated and to just ensure that it will happen. And I gave myself a luxurious amount of time to do that, okay? So it started just evolving on its own. Or I do a lot of serving, okay? So there's meetings that are involved and there's nights that you show up and there's lots of training in between. There's a lot of that kind of stuff. So I usually reach out to people in advance and ask them for the schedule. Because I might not know that and I don't want to be blindsided or not be able to show up, but I ask them so that I don't block that time. So I might put that as a calendar item. Reach out to so-and-so to get the schedule, right? And then I have another block on my calendar. Block out all these dates on your calendar, right? <laughs> or, you know, if, I, if I've been meeting with somebody and it's really important for me to develop and mature relationships and evolve relationships in my life, I was actually speaking to a group of ladies recently and shared with them, we need community, right? You want to develop community before you need community, <laughs> which is really all the time. But right, when you're really going through a hard place, that's when you need community. It's often not when you're able to develop it, okay? So community is something that if you want it to grow, you actually have to invest. And relationships, no matter what the relationship is, friendships included, right, they they require effort. So I often block that stuff in my calendar, okay? So I block time to follow up with people. That will be a block. Block time to follow up with whoever their names are. (laughs) Schedule meeting with so-and-so and actually execute it, right? So if that's emails that I've had going on or messages that I've had going on, or if I even had a conversation with somebody where I said I was gonna follow up, I put that on my calendar, all right? So... Hopefully that's helpful, but just to walk through these steps, step one, well, if you go way back, the very first thing you want to do is actually get a snapshot of how you're spending your time currently, because saying that you don't have enough time is no longer an excuse. That's just a block and you don't need it in your life. So actually draw a clock and block out all of your time that is currently expended on this clock and evaluate if you're actually pouring in your time into priorities or where you just have this idle time or procrastinating time, right? I even call idle time or procrastinating time anytime I'm talking about something but not actually doing anything about it, okay? I'm wasting time if I'm just venting and complaining and not actually using my brain and partnering with God to come up with strategy and solutions. Different, okay? So get a snapshot, then number one, Brain dump all of the things that you feel heaviness or pressure to get done. I don't know how it's going to happen, whatever it is, write them all down. (laughs) Number two, get one calendar where you're going to have all the things. Decide on it, get it in front of you. And then number three, calendar all of the things that you've listed, including buffer time so that you can be effective in how you're showing up and the impact that you're making and so that you can also invite God into what you're doing and really pray through things. You can talk with God throughout the entire day and he can strengthen you. He can multiply your time. It will be absolutely amazing to to live this way. Trust me. (laughs) And you do. You have more joy. You just show up as a different human. 
entirely. So I hope this message has been helpful. This is time blocking so that you can really be effective in every power pocket of time is what I like to say, right? So whether that's, oh yes, I finally get to go enjoy this workout or, oh, I'm excited to go like meet this friend or even my commute is gonna be listening to a sermon and I just enjoy having this time to like pray and connect with God, whatever it is, you become so much more present and intentional with your time and you actually have and enjoy the time that you have. All right, so put this to work. If you wanna share any testimonies, you can feel free to do so. You can email info at julianapage.com. You can put testimony in the subject line. I love getting that kind of feedback, so feel free to do that. If you haven't already, what the heck, but go ahead now and subscribe to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Not only do you get updates when a new episode is posted, But that also makes sure that this podcast gets seen by more people. So share the wealth. Sharing is caring. If you do subscribe to the podcast, rate an episode, rate rate the podcast, leave a comment. If you do that, visit julianapage.com forward slash podcast, and I will send you the God's Vibes Matter devotional for free. So go to that page. You can get there, julianapage.com, click on podcast, and fill out the information to get your free gift. And if you have not, this is something to plug into. It is called Courage Co., Courage Co. is a community that is designed to really help you get coached at a rate that you won't find anywhere else, (laughs) backed with biblical principles so that you really have a foundation of truth backing this, not just self-help tools. And there's many different levels of engagement. So there is a free level where you can do different challenges. There is a monthly subscription where you can partake in workshops and really start doing the work, right? Or there's also an annual mastermind where I have six different courses designed for you to go through. There's group coaching, live calls, so much goodness, and it's all at Courage Co. You can find that over at julianapage.com or also courageco.org. If you have any questions about that, feel free to visit julianapage.com under the contact page and ask them there. All right, everybody, until next time, stay blessed.